You are now entering the Empower Church Network podcast, your source for encouragement and inspiration as we unite the local church in bringing hope to those in poverty. Get ready for today's episode. Well, welcome to the Empower Church Network podcast. I'm your host, Zach Bauer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, This podcast is designed to highlight all the great work being done at local churches here in Sioux Falls, uh, those who are impacting and engaging those in poverty. It's my desire that uh, you'll be encouraged, inspired when you hear these stories in each episode. And today I'm joined by Pastor Jeff Backer, uh, the Evangelism and Outreach Director and Pastor here at First Lutheran Church here in Sioux Falls. Thank you, Jeff, for joining me. Hey, thanks, Zach. Looking forward to having a conversation this with you exciting. today. This is exciting. I'm pumped for this one. Uh, today's episode, we're really going to be focusing on kind of your outreach uh, necessities for neighbors and kind of your partnership um, and uh, how you guys are going about it. And so why don't you just kind of open up here a little bit of introduction to what you're doing and, and what this program is? Okay. Well, Necessities for Neighbors uh, is actually a partner ministry with uh, an organization called Karis Ministry Partners. Karis Ministries uh, came about from a Sioux Falls area mission strategy table back in the mid-2005, 2006 mm-hmm. era, somewhere in, somewhere in there. Um, and some of the things that they had recognized at that time were uh, some food desert issues uh, and some other sustainability issues for especially those that were uh, struggling to make ends meet. Um, necessities for neighbors came as kind of a, a brainchild out of that conversation uh, and originally started at Peace Lutheran over on West 41st mm, Street. Okay. Uh, it started off as kind of a service project idea and then evolved uh, from there. Uh, and what they recognized very quickly was um, Sioux Falls has, believe it or not, a lot of opportunities for food. Mm-hmm. But what they recognized was that there were other challenges and needs that were not being met, especially in family households, uh, for things that were not available through uh, SNAP benefits or WIC benefits, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So Necessities uh, actually developed out of that. Okay. So Necessities uh, is a distribution that happens now uh, in two locations in Sioux Falls, uh, uh, twice each month, so once at each location. Mm-hmm. And uh, they distribute laundry detergent, diapers, or uh, adult, um, you know, diaper-style uh, yeah. products, um, toilet paper, and feminine hygiene products. And then if there's anything else that uh, is available, like soap or shampoo or toothpaste or toothbrushes, you know, those kinds of things, as those are available, we, we distribute those as well. Those are kind of so, just a once in a while might come through. Yeah, um, because Necessities uh, doesn't have, there's no real government relationship to mm-hmm. provide products for a necessity style distribution, it's all donation based. Okay. So, um, you know, once in a while we get a whole stockpile of toothbrushes from uh, the the dental association in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. or, you know, a church does a drive for shampoo or, you know, toilet paper, toothpaste, you know, kinds of things. But, um, so some of those things are not available consistently, but the larger detergent, the diapers, the toilet paper, the feminine hygiene products, that is consistent. Those are the things that we make sure that we try to have enough of. Uh, for each distribution in Sioux Falls. So, so how, how does it work when they, they show up at a location? Um, you guys have some kind of database you tap into, they sign up, they fill out something, they walk through. How does that work? Yeah, it, it uh, actually, that question is a little bit loaded because that's an evolving <laughs> thing yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, when the distributions began, 
what we wanted to emphasize was that there was no requirement. Mm -hmm. So uh, people that want to come to a necessities distribution, there's, there's no need to prove uh, income, there's no need to prove need, um, none of that. Um, w the only thing that we really have to have is some proof of address uh, at this point, uh, and that's more just to keep the database consistent okay. so that we're able to, to track uh, inventory and, and how we order and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really track, believe it or not, the individual at all. Okay. Um, we don't want there to ever be this uh, feeling that there's some database out there about somebody yeah. that can be turned over to the government okay. or something like that. Yep. We wanted to avoid that at all costs. Um, so they come in, uh, usually the, the distributions uh, happen, like I said, the first Sunday of the month is at Peace Lutheran on West 41st Street. They distribute from 3 to 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. At First Lutheran, it's the third Tuesday of the month, and we distribute from 6 to 7 on okay. that Tuesday night. So people start to show up, you know, ahead of time, mm -hmm. and uh, they receive a, na a number as they come in, and it's first come, first serve. Okay. And uh, they'll come through a registration that, like I said, just to show uh, an address and name so that we can actually uh, put you through the system and then get you going through. Okay. I mean, the whole distribution itself takes literally a couple minutes. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but people, what we have found, especially at Peace Lutheran, is um, people will start to line up oh, I bet. quite early. Yep. Uh, they've recognized that they have people that are there, I mean, two to three hours ahead wow, of time, wow. believing that they're going to get through the line quicker okay. and that kind of thing. But um, and, and at First Lutheran, we haven't quite had that issue yet, but we're not serving the same amount, so that's, okay. that's a big part of it. But no, so uh, again, they're, they're able to go through um, with a, we call it a personal shopper. Okay. What we intend to do there is to build a little bit of a relationship, mm -hmm. you know, so you know each other's names and, and yeah. you kind of, you kind of get to see the same people sometimes. Uh, sure. That, that actually is an interesting part of it is we don't see the same people all the time. Okay. Um, that's one of the unexpected parts about this, but you know, our intent is to be you know, we know that it takes courage yep. to show up to these things, yeah. and we want it to be as dignified as, as we can That's good, uh, yeah. for this process. And and most of it is just a way for us to help our neighbors and support mm -hmm. our neighbors in a time of need. So um, that's very much the way that we, we try to approach this. So are the things packaged in a bag and you just hand it to them, or do they get to pick and choose what they want? They get to select or shop their own okay. stuff. So um, we try to keep products fairly consistent. Mm -hmm. So in regards to say like to feminine hygiene products, we try to keep those uh, standardized. Okay. So it's fair to everybody. Yep. I mean, they kind of know what they're getting, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Being a man, there's some things there that I don't necessarily understand yep. or relate to. Yeah. And and uh, we have learned that there's you know some cultures, um, some okay. religious uh, oh. issues mm -hmm. with some of those kinds of products. Yep. So we've learned, you yep. know, that we have to be a little bit more diversified in some of those products. but. Um, again, it's it's something that we've learned and, and have done uh, a pretty good job of being able to accommodate pretty much anybody that walks through. Yeah. Um, What's a typical uh, average that you see families coming in? You know, interestingly, when... Probably when also depends on time of year and all does. that kind of stuff, too. It does. Um, we're right now, uh, necessities at peace. So the first Sunday of the month, they're serving between 350 and 400 families a month. Wow. Uh, and First Lutheran, now we just started the distribution in downtown last September. Okay. And uh, we're already between 100 and 120 families. Wow. Um, 
and and it's different clientele again they're only allowed to come to one of the distributions in a calendar month so okay. they can pick between them mm-hmm. um but you know it's just amazing to us how people have have kind of recognized their where they can go and that kind of stuff and that was even a little bit of the decision that went into why we opened the second site mm-hmm. um like i said necessities had been in existence since 2009 2010 at peace lutheran um, but what we recognized in some conversations, uh, we work real closely with 211 Helpline. We work closely with Feeding South Dakota and some other partner ministries. And what we recognized was in the database that had been collected, um, there's this crescent in northern Sioux Falls of just need. Uh, and, and I don't think anybody that lives in Sioux Falls doesn't, isn't aware of what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Um, and from the database, what we recognized is that like 80% of the people that were coming through the Peace Lutheran distribution lived within a mile and a half of First Lutheran in downtown. Oh, yeah. But which is a pretty long distance, which is a, them. Yeah. a long distance between the two. And there's other issues. Um, you know, what we recognized too was that there was no uh, public transportation yeah. Sundays out yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. Um, we also recognize in a certain population that, you know, that's a work time, mm-hmm. especially for, for people in this kind of population yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. So we, we wanted to provide a different opportunity, just transportation being an issue, timing being an issue, uh, obviously geography being an issue as well. So we have seen where, um, you know, the guests that we're serving are different. There's mm-hmm. some um, cultural differences, okay. you know, in what from we're seeing. From the Peace Lutheran site. Yeah, that's been one of the surprises is we've seen uh, Peace Lutheran predominantly has a, a large population of, of, of uh, Eastern Indian, of uh, Nepalese, uh, Ukrainian okay. descent, as well as Anglo. I mean, there's, yeah. there's uh, that as well. Whereas at First Lutheran, we've seen a lot of Native American We've seen quite a few Nepalese and more Hispanic okay. uh, in our population, and then again Anglo as well. Mm-hmm. So, it's interesting to me where, uh, kind of geographically in Sioux Falls, where that need kind yeah. of serves differently and, and shows differently as well. As far as you know, you, the majority of the people that are coming are probably within a distance closer to you guys. Yeah, I, I'd say even though transportation was a big issue in our consideration, uh, walking transportation mm-hmm. is the primary, primary okay. way that they're getting here. Oh, so wow. um, we know that the neighborhoods touching the downtown in Sioux Falls, you know, like I say, cultural diversity, we mm-hmm. kind of know what those pockets look like. Yep. And it's pretty obvious uh, oh. in what we've seen since we started in downtown. Okay. So, yeah. What's a capacity you think you guys could handle? Well, we want to say that we're prepared for anybody that walks through the door. Now, um, we've had some issues with some suppliers, you know, so it's one of those things we just, we kind of punt and do what we can. (laughs) And uh, we've been known like on the day of a distribution to be like eradicating uh, the department stores and stuff. Wiping them out of toilet paper. You know, Zach, I I think we don't want to say that there's a limit to it. Okay. You know, um, I know that that's hard to say because this is a resource that is in no way subsidized by the government. Yeah. So all of the way that we're able to fund necessities is through private donation or support mm-hmm. from churches and, and those kinds of things. And thankfully, we have a very, very faithful yeah. uh, people out there, especially with necessities that does uh, support it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was I was talking to Pastor Paul at Peace Lutheran a little bit about their experience with it. and. When it first started, um, they they quite literally would bring all the products for a distribution date 
to church on that Sunday that okay. they were going distrib- to yeah. distribute them because they didn't have the capacity to store anything. Oh, okay. Um, and and it's, it's shifted a little bit away from that, but still almost functions that way mm-hmm. in the Peace Facility. Um, but they're very faithful. I, I Thankfully, we have not had any shortfall in being able to distribute for what we're doing so far. Yep. We can anticipate, though, that it's going to continue to grow. We've seen that. It has, does have peace flow. seen that increase over the years Absolutely. consistently. Yeah. Yeah. They when they first started necessities, you know, basically about ten years ago, they were serving about hundred and fifty families a week. Like mm-hmm. I said, now they're up to four hundred. Wow. Um, and a little bit of that is just awareness and and like I said, working with some of the partner agencies out there, we know that two one one helpline is is directing a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. We uh, we've been told that necessities for neighbors is one of their top four referrals. Wow right now so um i mean that's something we need to pay attention to that as moving forward and we're we're having some really hard conversations right now about what it's going to take to sustain the ministry based on on what's happening so Mm -hmm. um but it's an exciting thing to be able to to do as well yeah and you and you said this you guys just kind of jumped into this since september so not even a year full year yet right at first lutheran here first lutheran yeah so you guys probably haven't even really seen i mean i would i would assume that w- when warmer weather, which hopefully is coming sooner, uh, you get probably more and more people able to travel, to walk, to get out, um, and more of the word gets out, you probably will consistently see it an increase. Right. The other thing I think, um, one of the things that we've certainly recognized is in in opportunities like this, consistency is key. Yeah. And, you know, at first getting information out and that kind of stuff, just making sure that that was consistent now we're there yeah. um, and it's being promoted consistently and that kind of thing so i think that helps tremendously too and as we continue to build into some of the partnerships um outside of say uh, a food distribution or something like that you know the awareness of there will help as well yeah. um you know you and i were talking a little bit about another ministry that we partner with called Nightwatch. yeah let's talk about that a little bit um, Nightwatch is a is a partnership of churches that that serves a hot meal every Sunday night um, when the banquet is closed, mm-hmm. and so um, eight churches rotate serving a hot meal in downtown at the Ravens Lot on Sunday evening, and then uh, for about forty minutes, and then we go up and serve on Spring Avenue behind First United Methodist for about another half an hour, and that happens every Sunday night. Um, and we consistently uh, seem to be serving somewhere between about 120 and 200 people, depending on kind of what's uh, the timing of the month mm-hmm. and what the weather is and, and those kinds of things. But being a part of, of another ministry like that uh, has allowed us to communicate some of these other opportunities. And we've had families, you know, with Nightwatch, one of the surprising things that I recognized was we're not, we are serving those that are housing challenged. But that's not the bulk of what we're mm-hmm. serving. We're actually serving a lot of families. Yeah. We see a lot of kids come through. Um, one of the situations that I think was most shocking to me was uh, I have a there's a young family that comes every Sunday night, and it's a it's a family of kids, and the oldest son I think is like an eighth grader maybe oh. somewhere in there, and um, mom's working. It's a single parent home, mm-hmm. and she works every Sunday night and. Night watch is the only option they have for supper. So they come every Sunday night. Well, he has now recognized too, necessities being here. Mm. Um, He's showing up at necessities and saying, can I come and get these things for my family, even though my mom's working? Mm -hmm. And of course, 
absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's not even a question for us. But because of some of those other relationships we've had in other ways, we've been able to expand the awareness yeah. um, and, and have people actually be able to take advantage of opportunities yeah. around both there, ways so. probably those maybe coming through the necessities that didn't know about night watch possibly able to connect them and then vice versa right exactly so this family that's coming to this night watch and coming in are they are they walking to the food distribution and through for you yes. guys yes wow. they're walking and the amazing thing to me we we served about a month ago in the middle of snow yeah and here they i mean they're always the first ones through wow. and they had walked down i mean uh sweatshirts and the minimal clothing that they had and were waiting for their hot meal. Wow. Um, so yeah, really amazing. And that's just one of those stories too, where you just say, okay, yeah, this, this is why we're doing this. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How long has Nightwatch been around? Do you know? Um, you know, it was a, it was one of the Argus leader focus ministries mm -hmm. several years ago. Um, I don't want to lie to you, but I think it's been around now okay. for about three, four years. And every Sunday they're providing meal at these two locations. Every Sunday they're doing it um, at these two locations, and then they also this last year opened up and started serving a hot meal at Lowell, or excuse me, at Hawthorne oh, okay. Elementary okay. on Monday evenings. Yeah. Uh, and I know that uh, I see their records from that. We're not mm -hmm. part of that distribution, but um, they're con they're consistently serving between eighty and one hundred and twenty people wow. every Monday night as well and then we've been able to do some other fun things with night watch i say fun in quotes uh like we recognized in the neighborhood close to first united methodist and first lutheran um lowell elementary is mm -hmm. in our neighborhood and they're a 100 percent free and reduced school they're a title school yeah um so one of the things we did was over the the christmas holiday break um we served a hot lunch every day wow. to that neighborhood okay. and and the school let us park at the school wow. and uh, and distribute right from the school. So there was a consistent spot there as well. And that was for breakfast every day? It was lunch. lunch okay. And we did a hot lunch every day. And we, we served like 520 meals wow. uh, over the Christmas break through Night Watch. And, and again, that was not, it was publicized through the school, but it was anybody that showed up that needed a hot meal, they, they got it. Come so, through and eat. Yeah. So, you know, even from opportunities like that, we were able to communicate you know, some of these other opportunities that are out there, like necessities for neighbors and uh, food to you and some of those other wow. things going on. So that's tremendous. So, you know, you talked a little bit about this, but what's your kind of overall dream vision for this? Well, I think uh, that's that's the philosophy behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we all look, especially in the churches, for unique ways to share the gospel. And uh, and part of that is the call to serve our neighbor as well. And and this is one of those opportunities that's not obviously being fulfilled in, in much of any other way. I know that there's other uh, churches out there that are, tr that are doing some things within their congregations and that kind of thing uh, as need arises. Um, but we, we obviously recognize that it's a bigger issue. And you're going to, uh, for necessities, there's the way to serve the neighbor that doesn't normally come through the door of your church. Sure. Um, we... You know, we recognize that a lot of our clientele are not Christian, mm -hmm. you know, um, and we, to us, as far as this is concerned, that's, that doesn't matter. I yeah. mean, um, but it does open up a, a, a way to, for us to have a conversation sometimes mm -hmm. um, with people that you don't, don't normally get that opportunity to do. Yeah. Um, and this, of course, is just one more way to, uh, to encourage someone who's struggling uh, day to day. You know, they've lost a job and can't find one or 
um, they're new to this country. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't require any sort of citizenship status yeah. in in what this is. Um, there's a lot of different ways that 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 presents itself. Um, I, I think one of the things that we recognize, which I think is in, uh, really unique, and we see it actually more at peace than we do at First Lutheran, but. You know, you'll have people on a necessities distribution Sunday that'll start, like I say, start lining up two, three hours ahead of time. And if you put a retail value on what they're taking, um, it's probably about 20 bucks, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. But think about that. I mean, people are standing in line for a couple hours for $20 worth of items. But when you break down what $20 means to some people, that's that's like telling someone $1,000, you know. Um, and, and that was one of the things that shocked me um, in a conversation I had with Matt Gasson with, with Feeding South Dakota. You know, they're doing um, uh, a food desert study in the mm-hmm. Sioux Falls region right now, and they've done some really good work at kind of understanding what the needs are or trying to get a grasp on more of what the yeah. needs are. And I remember in a conversation, Matt said, you know, um, one of the biggest food deserts in Sioux Falls exists at 49th and Louise. Mm-hmm. And I said, Wait a no minute. Way. There's yeah. a huge high V right there. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of, and, and I mean, it was just one of those things where Matt said, but if you don't have money, yeah, it doesn't matter that the biggest, best grocery store is right across the street. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same thing here. I yeah. mean, we're hoping to provide some sense of relief, yeah. you know, from one part of a family's life um, where, you know, the kid now uh, has lunch at school yeah. or, you know, has shoes or, you know, those kinds of things that they have to prioritize where their dollars go. Definitely. So, um, so that's, that's kind of the hope is yeah. just that you find, you, you, you give a sense of comfort, you know, uh, I really hope that our guests when they come through, understand that we care, we care who they are. Um, one other unique, uh, opportunity that we have recognized, um, at first Lutheran is we have a ministry called compassionate connections. And uh, in a downtown congregation, we get a lot of people that come through our doors oh, yeah. looking for help yep. in some way or another, or they're just looking for someone to listen to their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a daily occurrence here. So what we recognized was we had a need to put some people in place that could, that could deal with this and, and kind of be a presence yeah. uh, outside of just church staff or pastoral staff or, mm-hmm. or something like that. And there's still certainly, I'm not saying we don't do that. I'm just saying it was bigger than... The volume was, yeah. Yeah, it was just bigger. Well, what we've been able to do, though, is accompany Compassionate Connections with Necessities for Neighbors. Yeah, uh, so our volunteers, uh, we've had volunteers on site just to engage conversation. Wow, that's, um, that's, that's really cool. With, with uh, guests as they come through. Now, one of the big barriers... I should say the biggest barrier oh, yeah. is language. Yep. Yep. Um, we recently developed uh, kind of a guide piece in understanding how to walk through the necessities process mm-hmm. in seven languages. Oh wow! Yeah. And what we were told is Sioux Falls has seventy-three languages. Oh my gosh! So yeah. we—I mean, we haven't even scratched the yeah. surface. But we—but we picked seven of the major languages mm-hmm. that are represented that across seeing, the population yeah. here. And um, but you would have never even thought that recognize that it's some of those just right exactly well the thing that we were recognizing was as we were starting our distribution we have people that just randomly would just come through the line you know or whatever (laughs) and we're like why do these people not understand yeah yeah. well we're explaining everything in english English. yeah yeah. you know so um it was one of the things that we recognized but the challenge that exists there is how do you create a relationship with someone you can't have a conversation with yeah 
So we've been looking at some opportunities to do that as well. Uh Um, We recently entered into an agreement. um, This is a whole side subject on uh, supply for necessities for neighbors because, Mm -hmm. of course, these products are expensive if we buy them at retail. Yep. So um, Avera actually uh, approached us and asked if we would want to partner with them and to be able to uh, procure some of these items through some of their distribution channels. Yeah to be able to, to lean into their buying power. Yeah. And so we're in a process wow. right now of kind of finalizing that agreement. Well, one of the other things that, that immediately I thought of was they have a portable translating yeah. uh, ability yep. in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Is there some way that we can incorporate on-site, that into yeah, a, yeah. an on-site version of that? So we're having a oh, conversation yeah. about that right now, and That's if cool. that was a way we could do it. Well, that opens up a whole new possibility for us to get to know one another yeah. um, and to learn you know, the stories of, of people mm-hmm. and, and kind of where they are in life. And, and obviously the other side of it is a church to be able to communicate the gospel back yep. and, yep. and build that relationship as well. Yeah. So what's the kind of amount of vol, uh, volunteer base that you need to kind of run one of these, you know, um, necessities for neighbors, the biggest part of work is the pre setup. Okay. Um, yep. we usually start about, uh, for First Lutheran, we start about two hours before the distribution. Okay. And uh, we do have storage space on site for First Lutheran, so all of the stuff is here. We're not waiting for it to be delivered that day. So we have to organize it and just set it up. Um, we usually get six or eight people at that time to help set that up. Yep. It goes pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, during the distribution itself, we try to have about 10 or 12 volunteers, so really very minimal yeah. when you think about oh, it. Yeah. Um, if you have 10 or 12 volunteers, that'll give you uh, a, a couple people at each station to kind of keep things replenished. Mm-hmm. And that'll give you about six personal shoppers to accompany people through as they, as okay. they go out. Um, and, and so it's, it's really not an incredibly labor-intensive no. uh, thing. Um, and again, the only other thing is after the distribution is putting things away. Yeah, it takes us on. about 20 minutes for 10 people to do it, and, yeah. and it's done. So, But, I, you know, the... The thing that I would like to invite in that is that, you know, there's an open opportunity for for groups to come. Last month, yeah. the Boy Scouts, we had a Boy Scout oh, yeah. uh, troop That's come through, and, and they were the workers during the distribution last month. Wow. Um, it was great. You know, we have various churches that, that want to be involved. I've been contacted by some service groups, yeah. you know, that are interested in, in serving as well. So there's there's a lot of opportunity there. And, and I know that those of us that um, have distribution sites um, are not – I don't care whose name is yeah. tied to who you are. Yep. I mean, as far as a group goes, we want you involved if you want to mm-hmm. be. So um, while it may not, you may not be able to jump in tomorrow night to the yeah. distribution, it might be next month or the month yeah. after that, something like that. So Yeah, I'd really encourage anyone, especially locally or even regionally that wants to come check this out. Uh, what a great opportunity to come see, to uh, get involved, and to connect is uh, tremendous. And I think obviously your guys' location is a great area to serve uh, many of the families in the downtown location. And uh, what a great way you guys have an opportunity to serve and to love and to engage um, families who yeah. come through your doors and uh, are served. Um, do you have maybe a, a highlight story or a testimony that it kind of um, really captures what you guys do? I'm, I'm sure there's many, many different stories, but there's a right. one that you look at there's two things i was thinking of as mm-hmm. we were talking about this um one is you know a lot of people go on mission trips yeah to hear stories somewhere else mm-hmm. and we have those stories in our midst yeah 
you know, when you get a, an opportunity to actually have a conversation who has, you know, recently come here from Liberia, Africa, or, um, you know, the Ukraine, and they, you know, were, were trying to get away from religious persecution, yeah. or, um, you know, just a variety of things that are going on in our world, um, it opens up your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changes your worldview. And, um, and the other thing for me is, I mean, you put a person's face their emotions and all of that behind that. Obviously, that changes yeah. how you see what's going on around you. Um, one of the one of the stories that stands out, or one of the situations that stands out for me though, was the you know, when First Lutheran first announced that they were doing it. Um, we started last September, and I had a woman come through, and uh, she came through the back way, the way that we normally exit people out. And you know, I went up to say, "Hey, if you're here for the distribution, you need to go through the other door, or whatever." And she goes, "No, I'm here to work." And, and I said, okay, well, that's great. I mean, uh, we'll take you. And she goes, hey, I just want you to know that um, there was a time in my life I had to use necessities. And she said, I don't anymore. I'm, I've worked through that time in my life. And she goes, but I'm here to make sure that other people can still mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and her thing was um, she always felt dignified. Yeah. She was, ne- she was never lower than mm-hmm. anybody else when she came through a distribution. And, and to her, she wanted to make sure that other people had that same feeling. Yeah. And that to me was just like, That's I mean, incredible. it just stepped me back and I was oh. like, okay, well, thank you, God. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is amazing that um, where it kind of comes full circle, mm. you know? And, you know, there's, there's a voice in our world that says we shouldn't be doing handouts mm. and distributions like that and, and stuff like this. But, you know, you hear someone's story like that and, you know, she's, it, it did what it needed to do. Yeah, and, yeah. and she now finds the value in that for others. And, and, uh, I just, that just warms the heart. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't say that it doesn't. No, so that's incredible. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, well, I want to end with this question of, uh, you know, what have you discovered, uh, through this, obviously it's a short time, but even with your guys' connection with uh, peace and kind of what they've been doing, um, what could you have never or didn't anticipate or expect out of this? Um, every every time is something new, mm-hmm. um, and you're you're encountering different ways that people's lives are lived, mm-hmm. um, and it's being able to. The thing that I didn't expect was being able to have um, access or invitation into lives yeah. in a different way than you get in any other way. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and I are both pastors. Mm-hmm. We get invited into to people's lives all the time in, in various ways. Um, but for people that are not pastors, yeah. the, the people that volunteer um, get that access into people's lives in, in a much different way. And, and I think it opens up a whole different way for us to love each other, yeah. um, for us to encourage one another. Um, and that was the thing that I just, I think has been so meaningful, especially in these distributions. You know, we've kind of have, have always uh, sought to do something that, um, that made a difference in people's lives or touch people's lives differently, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's a lot of the way that we approach this. Um, but like I said, those that we serve alongside in the church don't always get that same kind of access. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's been the thing to hear people mm-hmm. step back from it and go, well, did you know this? Or did you hear this? Or yeah. I had this great conversation with this person or, you know, those kinds of things. And, and like I said, it just, 
it opens an opportunity that changes oh, yeah. the whole conversation. Yeah. Um, and and it, it, it no longer is about, honestly, it's not about the products at all yeah. or anything like that. It, it's the relationship that was built or the conversation that was had, started, yeah. those kinds of things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So um, that's the thing I would say has been the biggest thing yeah. that stood out for me is just the opportunity that people have in doing that. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'd encourage you, anyone who's listening to this, whether you're locally here in Sioux Falls or uh, maybe in another town somewhere else, uh, encourage you to consider maybe if you locally, maybe how you can even partner, help, even donate. Maybe your church can start by collecting some supplies to help with, uh, maybe even coming down and helping um, support, volunteer. Um, if you're a church um, leader or something from another town, I uh, really encourage you to reach out to Jeff here at First Lutheran. I'm sure he would be uh, able to give you as much resources and advice and things that they've learned uh, to help you in that direction. I think it's a great opportunity. What I loved about this is um, the product is a tool uh, to get in people's hands to provide a, a necessary need currently, but it opens the door for a relationship. And I think that's the, um, the tremendous uh, story and element that you guys are providing an opportunity uh, to speak, to hear, to listen, to encourage, to love, and uh, just hearing a few of the stories you had um, is tremendous. And uh, I thank you guys for being an outpost here in downtown and uh, learning and recognizing how you can uh, serve and love those that uh, are within your neighborhood reach. And uh, what a tr tremendous example you guys are doing. And i uh, love for anybody to connect with Jeff um, or even out at peace, how you can even just jump in, check out Nightwatch. You can contact them as well if you want to be part of what they're doing. And uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Zach. It's been fun to be able to kind of talk about what God's up to in our midst and just the opportunities that are there yeah. uh, for people to, to realize that and, and understand that. And it's been really a lot of fun. So thanks for this opportunity, too. Thank you. To talk a little bit about that. I appreciate so. it. Well, thank you for listening and uh, tune in uh, next week for our next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please subscribe on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud.